Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Exit Strategies Radio Show. I am your host, Corwin J. Millett, broken owner of Exit Realty Low Country Group in beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. If this is your first time listening to this show, you, sir or ma'am, are in for a treat because our mission here is very simple. That is to empower our community through financial literacy and real estate education. We're legacy building. That is what we do. So if you're out there making things happen with your family, for the generations yet to come, you know, our word teaches us to leave a legacy, to leave an inheritance for our children, our children, children, and so forth and so on. We want you to put a hashtag on that thing that says that you are legacy building because that is what you are doing. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Anchor FM. You can also find us on Instagram at our website, ExitStrategiesRadioShow.com. You can catch us in a number of different places on your favorite podcast applications. We appreciate you listening. Please share this content with your friends, your family, your coworkers, even those in your groups, your church groups, etc. Guys, because sometimes the message and the word that we are speaking here today is for you. Sometimes it is for someone else that you know. Again, we appreciate you listening. Let's get started. Good morning and good morning and good morning again, our listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. So guys, look, we have changed it up a little bit, giving you a little bit more flavor, a little bit more seasoning, if you will. Guys, look, we are excited. We're excited. We're excited today because we have the opportunity today to do something profound. All right. So we're going to bring that energy, that excitement to you, our listeners, for you trustfully to gain something insightful from our episode today, for you in turn to have an opportunity to do what our intro said, which is to, yes, 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 to build your legacy with your family, guys. That is what this thing here is about. So we are working today to give you a little insight into a few different things, but we want you to pay attention. If you don't mind, if you don't mind, we want you to pay attention to what we are doing. We're, we're progressing. We're moving forward. We're doing some things here that will set us up to do some other things later which in turn will work us further, deeper, if you will, into, you know, the fields, if you will, of our, our mission. You know, we talk about here on this show, educating potential home buyers, educating potential business owners. Um, we have those conversations as well here on this show. We talk about, you know, how to leverage, you know, financial opportunities. We talk about how to create, build business. I mean, we, we do all of that here, but we also talk about the spiritual component of this as well. There is nothing, there is nothing that we do without a semblance, a reasonable degree of faith. You all that get out of bed in the morning, when you put your feet on the floor and you slide yourself to the edge and put some pressure down, you act on faith at that moment. You open your eyes, you act on faith. You act on faith that you will see, you act on faith that you will stand up, that you won't fall. You act on faith that the ground or the floor 
that you put your feet to in the morning is going to be there, is not going to give way. So we incorporate faith into so many things that we do on a daily basis, but we do not give the acknowledgement of that. We don't give the proper due of that at all times. And today is one of those days we're going to talk about some things to give you some different perspective as we always try to do here on this show. We want to first and foremost give shout outs to our listeners, our faithful listeners. We want to welcome our new listeners because as of today, guys, our show is indifferent and on other formats. We're expanding our reach and we want to thank you, our listeners, for being patient with us over these years to get us to this point. You guys have given us the feedback. You have talked to us, if you will, myself in the streets. You called and said, hey, I heard you say this, or I heard this on the radio, or you're doing this, and we appreciate it. So we want to kind of incorporate that today into this show to say that to our listeners, we've heard you, we've listened, and we're working now to expand this show into other areas, into other formats, into other regions, as we in turn have moved ourselves, positioned ourselves to serve you further. All right. So Today, I want to kind of touch on one, I, I got to give a, a shout out, guys. Look, we have been very fortunate and very busy over the past few months, several months, actually, doing a lot of things that have been grassroots, has been very community driven. And I, I got to give a shout out. You know, last week we had a open house for a project, for an affordable home project. And guys, we have this, and it, it dawned on me, but we have this conversation oftentimes about affordable housing, attainable housing, whichever way you coin that phrase, but you know, creating opportunities, leveraging opportunities to make homes more affordable to buyers that fit certain criteria, certain, if you will, demographics income-wise. You know, guys, there's no discrimination here. Our partners, ourselves, we don't do that. But the focus here is to serve people that oftentimes are underserved and that typically is based upon income. You know, people with what many would say is less than high income, those people are oftentimes underserved as it relates to housing and other opportunities within a given community. You think about it, some of you that live in metro areas and, you know, because we are having a conversation that's broader, if you will, than just us, those that live in other metros and other parts of, of maybe South Carolina, maybe other parts of the country, larger metros, what you typically see is high income earners tend to live inside the city where the lower income tend to live outside. And maybe there is a section of town or parts of town where lower income residents reside, but most times they are renters and not actually owners. They don't have a stake, if you will, in the community. They are there because that is where they can be and afford to be which anyone who housing, you know, is, is on your list, a checklist of things I need to do, whether that's just finding a place to reside or seeking a place to own, price is always, price cost, if you will, is always a factor in that. And, and I, I, we've had this conversation last week about price versus cost. You know, I, I use this analogy. I just talked about it. For those of you who may not have picked up last week, you know, I presented um, which I do often. So if, you know, if I can come speak to your group, if you want someone to come speak to your group, that's something I do. But 
our conversation in, at a home buyer workshop that I um, did the real estate component of was on that price versus cost. What will somebody buy if they could get it at the cost that worked for them? Would they, you know, I, I, I use a car often, you know, whether you, if you could drive a Mercedes for the same price or monthly cost as a Chevrolet or Ford or whatever, and look, there's no slight to anyone. I'm not saying German engineering is better than US engineering. So look, for those of you who are looking for something to pick apart, look, that is not our conversation here today. Look, if we can make it a Cadillac and, and the Toyota, we can make it something else, whatever it is. But long story short, oftentimes that particular thing that is considered to be more, if you will, more elite, if we could have that at a cost that mirrored, if you will, what our other costs tend to be, or, or mirrored, I'm sorry, another product that was deemed to be less, less of esteem, many of us would take the more elite, if that makes any sense. So that price versus cost. So many, most times people live where they can afford to live, period, whether that's home ownership or whether that's rental, period. So what we've been very fortunate to do is to work with groups, partners that have focused on creating opportunities for those who typically cannot afford to live in a particular area, creating opportunity for them to be able to do so. Many of you live in municipalities or cities. Again, your larger metros tend to have these types of programs that are exist to help people become homeowners in areas where otherwise they normally wouldn't be. They do this through funding, whether it be federal funding that's allocated to create affordable housing, whether it is done through municipal funds that, again, are created for affordable housing, whatever that is, then that is kind of where, where the opportunity exists, wherever that money comes from. And we want to make sure they really double down, if you will, and focus on that and say, okay, hey, this. We want to make sure that the opportunity exists. So again, we've been very fortunate to have partners that have championed this, groups that have set themselves apart to say, okay, we're going to do this, typically nonprofit channels. So nonprofit channels develop, nonprofit organizations develop property, bring in a builder, partner with municipalities, bring in community leaders as well. And we saw this with the project over at 963 Battery. And so Guys, look, I mean, I look, we got to put a drum roll in here. And today you won't get the drum roll. You won't get it another day. But look, as of, you know, the airing of this show, you know, from last week, guys, we are very excited to say, okay, you know what, guys, we have gotten battery under contract two weeks ago. We're very, very, very excited to say that community open house that we did brought a lot of traffic in, brought people in who were very interested in what they needed to do and what they needed to know to own that particular property. You can't find in that particular area a home, a new home at that price point, that size for sale, period. It's just not there. So again, this was affordable housing that was created to help us to leverage the opportunity and create a home for a buyer who really, really, really needed a home in that particular area to help them with their lifestyle, to help them with their lifestyle. So guys, again, we appreciate our partners for working with us to help us get that done. And in turn, 
we are extremely excited to say today that 963 Battery Avenue is officially under contract. So guys, look, we must remember how awesome it is for this kind of project to exist that is possible, again, through partnerships and the like. So, hey, look, if you will, just hold tight right there, guys, as we always say, as we always say, just sit tight and we'll be right back. You know, for real estate agents, there's not much financial security. When the only income streams are taking listings and making sales, agents tend to live paycheck to paycheck, spending their commission in advance and rarely saving for the future. You're only as good as your last transaction, and when you stop selling, your income stops flowing. But all over the U.S. and Canada, real estate professionals have discovered an additional revenue stream that fills in the gaps between closings and gives them a financial future that has never existed in real estate before. This new revenue stream is called sponsoring, and it's made possible by Exit Realty. Through sponsoring, agents earn residual income by introducing other agents to the Exit system. It's not a multi-level scheme. It's a proven single-level system that works a lot like it does in the music and insurance industries. You do the work once and get paid over and over again. For example, Mary is an agent with Exit Realty, and John is an agent with another brokerage. Mary thinks that John would enjoy working at Exit Realty too, so she introduces him to her broker and he is hired. At Exit Realty, he will immediately start on a 70-30 commission split. That's 70% to him. As a reward, Mary will instantly receive a residual bonus paid by Exit Realty Corp International every time John closes a deal as an Exit Realty agent. Mary's bonus is the equivalent of 10% of John's gross commissions. And Mary's bonus doesn't affect John at all because it isn't paid from his 70%. So if John is producing $50,000 a year, that's a realistic annual income. That's an additional $5,000 every year in Mary's pocket. That $5,000 quickly grows to a much higher number when you start multiplying it. If Mary sponsored, say, 10 people into exit, all producing $50,000 a year, that's an extra $50,000 a year on top of her own commissions. Now imagine Mary's bank balance if John earned $75,000 or $100,000 a year. It sure adds up. By the way, when John's commission hits $100,000, his commission increases from 70% to 90%. The money is flowing everywhere. The great thing about sponsoring with Exit Realty is that when Mary decides to retire or take a break from real estate, her 10% residuals automatically turn into 7% retirement benefits. Finally, a real estate company that cares about your retirement. For as long as the agents that Mary sponsored continue working at Exit Realty and are closing deals, Mary will continue receiving the equivalent of 7% of their gross commissions. Plus, when you join Exit Realty, you designate someone special as your beneficiary. And should anything happen to you, all of your sponsoring residuals instantly turn into the equivalent of 5% beneficiary benefits, so your loved ones are taken care of. Exit Realty agents get a piece of the action from the 10% sponsoring residuals and true peace of mind from the 7% retirement benefits and 5% beneficiary benefits. So just imagine, if you sponsored 10 people into Exit Realty, each earning $100,000 a year, that's $1 million in your bank account in 10 years. Could you do anything with that? What are the chances of you having $1 million in your bank account doing what you're presently doing? 
And with Exit, you can be confident knowing that you're backed by a top award-winning brand with world-class training and digital marketing tools. A company that's dedicated to helping you and the agents you sponsor achieve success. Exit Realty is the formula that works. You owe it to yourself and your family to take a closer look. Now, guys, look, y'all got something new right there, didn't you? Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. Guys, look, our break, hey, is over. All right. So, look, let's get back into the meat of the matter. We were talking and we're giving a quick shout and congratulations to our partners that worked so diligently to put together the affordable home opportunity that existed or existed 963 Battery Avenue. Again, thank you so much to our partners who made that uh, a priority to create an opportunity within the community. For those of you who want more information about that property or other properties like it, affordable housing, to be very direct about it, is one of the things that I specialize in. Um, it is probably the thing that I've done the longest and spent the most time doing because it is a method which I use, a mechanism that I use to give back to our community to serve the underserved. We don't want to ever, ever become, become the type that ignore need. You know, when you drive past someone who may have blown a tire out, do you seek to stop and help? We don't want to be the agents, if you will, that drives past or continues on past and doesn't offer or stop to make sure the person's okay and offer a helping hand. All right. So I want to pick up and kind of talk about, you know, one of the things that has been going on. So for many of you that are looking at purchasing a home, in this current real estate market. Many of you have been just, you know, frustrated. You have been heartbroken, a number of different things. And I've, I've talked to so many people with different opinions and outlooks, if you will. And, and, and by people, I'm not talking about the professionals. I'm talking about the, the consumer because the consumer, you know, oftentimes we base our opinion on how we personally feel or what we personally desire. People are talking, hey, home prices or homes are going to fall in price or this year, that day, and the third. And there's a tremendous amount of that belief. But the professionals that you talk to, and by professionals, I'm not talking about just the agents, because sometimes people think, well, hey, if you're talking to the agent, the agent wants prices to stay up. No, we don't. We want people to be served and we want to be able to serve people. If home prices are running rapid and people are not able to purchase a home, then as an agent, who do we have to serve if that is what we're committed to, right? So it's not that we are controlling the market. There's, oh gosh, that is such, that is so interesting to me because that is technically no different than the conversation that some people have at the grocery store. Yeah, that meat today is $13 a pound and when it used to be $8 a pound. You see what I'm saying? So one of the challenges that we have as real estate professionals is getting the consumer to realize that one, we don't control the market. We don't. We work in the market. We have to work in the market that we are given. That's it. If you want to serve people, you can't serve them just the way that you, if you will, just on your terms, if you will, because you don't have control of it. If I have a buyer that wants to purchase a home, whatever homes are selling for, that is what that buyer is going to have to purchase at. That's it, right? I mean, think about it, common sense, but we don't apply common sense sometimes to these types of situations. So we have to make sure that we understand that. So home prices going up. Some people think, okay, it's a terrible thing. Some people think it's a great thing. Typically your seller thinks it's a great thing. However, when that seller's got to buy, then all of a sudden, well, home, home prices went up, homes cost too much. Well, if you were able to sell your home for, you know, whatever number, 
and you're going to buy the next house and you plan on moving up technically, technically in size or maybe changing locations, going to a more desirable area, whatever that may look like, or may say, I'm the same thing that a buyer who's just trying to get into market may do and may say. So the reality is that home prices have really, really, really escalated over the past year, year and a half. All right. COVID, you know, kind of put us into uncertainty, if you will, in the market. What happened with that uncertainty is the fundamentals kicked in. The fundamentals are you have to have housing and food. All right. Have to. Food and shelter. Fundamental clothing. All right. Let's add that in there. But food, shelter, clothing is what people need. That's what you need. So what happened was what we thought or what some people felt was going to be the result of COVID and shutdowns and this, that, and the third. The reality is that it was the complete opposite. Home prices did not spiral downward. They didn't. Actually, they climbed upwards rapidly because many people who were not able to telecommute now were. And many people started purchasing homes in areas further away from work because they didn't have to drive in to work on a daily basis. All right. So over the past 18 months, kind of took off, really, really took off in the last probably eight or so months, really, really took off. And, and that has a lot of people kind of wishing that the market was was far different. One of the things that we've had as a conversation, and I'm, I'm going to share this with you. For those of you who may be listening, who may be from a lot, much larger metro, but the average New York City metropolitan area home price went up 706% since 1980. That's, that's, that blows my mind. San Francisco prices went up 932% over that same time period. So from 1980. So you think about that, that over that period of time, so back going back to the 80s, which 80 from now is about 40 years, guys, right? So go back about 40 years and the prices have increased technically exponentially. Real estate is that vehicle, that mechanism that allows you to create and build wealth. Buying a home is the creation or creates wealth for most families. Leveraging that home over the years helps people to build wealth, all right? So people really, really, really gravitate towards home ownership as a default, because most people want to have control, if you will, over their environment, all right? Have control of their environment. And how do you have control? Comes with ownership. You know, I'm gonna take you guys back to real estate school days. There's a bundle of rights that exists for home ownership. It is ownership gives you, you know, gives you control. You have possession, you have ownership. These things kind of mingle in together. You think about the, the renter. The renter has possession of a unit, of a home or unit, all right? But they don't have the ability to make decisions about the disposition of that unit. They can't paint it. They can't make structure. They can't make changes to the property without the permission of the owner. The owner has that right to disposition of the property. They can sell it. They can make changes. They can do whatever they want to do. And people really want that flexibility. How many times have you, if you're a renter listening to this show, how many times if you, maybe you are, and not to start anything here on the show, but maybe you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, all right? And maybe you want a silver and blue room. You can't do that if you're renting, but if you are a homeowner, then you have the freedom to be able to do that. And we want to make sure that we're capitalizing, if you will, on those opportunities for our consumers. Because that's what, as a real estate professional, that we do. So housing really and truly drives our actions and our behaviors. 
most people, many people try to work where they live or live where they work. So some people put one before the other, but if you think about it, think, think from this perspective, if you have a child that's maybe in school, high school or what have you, the first job they get is usually within a short vicinity of your home or their home, right? Because they don't want to have to go far. So maybe they work at the grocery store at the corner. You know, maybe they deliver newspapers in a neighborhood, whatever that may be, their first job or their, their beginning jobs, if you will. Those particular things tend to be in a geographical, I'm sorry, area. We want to make sure that you all understand that also plays later in life, that people tend to try to work where they live or live where they work as close as possible. As we have gotten older, as home prices have skyrocketed in certain areas and such, because there's a supply and demand, people oftentimes, because they want to own a home, they can't buy close to work. So they have to go further out and they commute because they are not looking to change the job. And, you know, that takes us back to times of old when people held a job, they kept the job for an extended period of time. Maybe they stayed there long enough for retirement. You know, unfortunately, that's not necessarily the case now in all instances, but sometimes people, okay, I'll make the commute. So that is, is what has gotten our society now to be more communal, that we get in a car and drive for maybe an half an hour, hour, however long to get quote unquote to work or back. You know, real estate is always location. We've talked about that a tremendous amount and we will continue to talk about it because we want to give you guys understanding. But we want to have this conversation as we, you know, kind of look at, you know, where we're going, getting to, if you will, our close for today. We want to make sure that you all understand that, excuse me, real estate is local. The real estate is going to change in price. There'll be most times when it appreciates, there'll be some times when it declines. Real estate is a long-term investment and we hope, trust, realize that you may have questions, but we hope, trust, and understand that you will, you will follow your heart's desire. If you want to own a home, then you will work to make sure that you do that. No matter what the market is doing, you'll figure out where your position and your place is in that market so you can achieve your dream, your goal, your aspiration of home ownership. Guys, we thank you for listening today. We want you to share this message and this word. Please pass it along to somebody else. And as we always say, you know, we love you. I look forward to our opportunity to meet again and for you to hear us again on next week. And in closing, y'all give to someone that somebody gave it all for you. Guys, that was a great show today. And we thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Exit Strategies Radio Show. My name is Corwin J. Millette. Yes, that is me. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in for today's episode. Exit Strategies is my baby. It is how I give back to our community. It is how I foster goodwill, spread good news, and trustfully help you get great results. Guys, as I always say to you, as I always say to you, I love you, I love you, I love you. And we're going to see you guys out there in the streets. Thank you.